Welcome back to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our watch club for Star Wars The Bad Batch. The signature key should be, should be embedded below the rear parallax inverters. Ugh, just tell me what to rip out! What is up, troopers, and welcome back to Watch Club. My name is CT0831, but you can call me Hugs. And this is our Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch, Episode 4, titled Cornered. Uh, If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series, kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and Star Wars in general, so if you haven't watched this week's episode, be sure to do so, and then come right back in less than 12 parsecs. Uh, now, before we get hunted down by a badass Asian woman, let me introduce you to our experimental crew of ragtag troopers. First up, he's taller than a Jawa, smaller than Jabba, and as entertaining as Jar Jar, he's CT1231, also known as Edit. Hey, watch it. <laughs> watch What do you watch it? What are you talking? You mean like, well, hey, watch it over here. Hey, like hey, New York so. thing? Don't you remember that guy? Uh, the goat, the, what's his name? Goat? Oh, the goat, the, yeah. the goat man. Hey. Terry Killam of SNL fame, so. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Hey. Okay. I wasn't sure what you were going for. <laughs> and uh, rounding out our small battalion, we have the dopest, dankest dude on Dagobah, CT1006, but you can call him Joints. What's up? What is up? How are you guys doing tonight? Fantastic. How are you? Fantastic. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm intrigued to see what you guys think of this episode. Um, and uh, and I don't, you know, not much as to in terms of what happened in it. Um, but you know, let's get into it. Let's get your high level thoughts on the episode itself. Uh, Justin, let's start with yourself. I enjoyed this episode, even though not much really happens. But, mm-hmm. you know, with the introduction of Fennec Shan into, into this world, I think that's really great how they handled it. It set up some questions. You know, that's what you kind of want from from a filler episode is that it's still filler, but it still gives you something to kind of chew on. And I feel like that's mm. what this episode did. Um, but I, I can see the disdain in your in your face. <laughs> today, you were just like, nah, not buying uh, it's, it. I have my thoughts, but uh, Joints, let's hear from you next. I'm on the same page as Justin. Uh, despite not much happening, uh, as you, I'm sure, will point out later on, I really liked it. I thought it was a cool reintroduction to the bounty hunter we already know and get to see her, you know, as 20 some odd years younger type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I don't know. For me, this was the weakest episode so far. Um, it felt. It felt like a really long introduction, and it didn't really do much in terms of the story for the character that they even introduced. Um, I enjoyed some of the aspects um, in regards to seeing Clone Force 99, like, kind of out of their element. I sort of enjoyed that because they're not used to, you know, doing some of the things they had to do in this in terms of being, like, people. (laughs) Um, And some of the visual and audio callbacks during the 10-minute long chase scene, which, again, that's half the episode. Um, Honestly, not enough happened to even really tee up the next episode i think so really i don't know how much i can say about the episode but i'm gonna try i'm gonna try as we go along what um yeah <laughs> I, I, I don't know i am surprised I, just, of all things yeah i know i well i don't know uh this episode can be summed up pretty quickly so i'm gonna try to give it 
uh, as much as I can. So I've got about two paragraphs here. Get ready. Strap in as I re- go over uh, this episode. Punch here. it. We rejoin Clone Force 99 en route to Ida Floor, uh, a deserted planet. Space Florida. For let me just let me Space just Florida, you. right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's a deserted planet perfect for hiding out on. Tech informs the team that without rations or fuel, they won't be able to survive much longer, and they have to fend for themselves. Echo informs the group that they're on a galaxy-wide watch list, and Tech mentions how they can sc- uh, scramble their ship's comm signature, but only if they land. So they decide to land on the nearest planet, Pantora. Once landed, Hunter, Echo, and Omega head into the city to acquire supplies, and Wrecker and Tech stay behind to work on the Marauder, to, uh, to which they actually have to bribe the garage owner uh, so that he wouldn't scan their ship and give away their location. Uh, but then we learn that he's actually working with Fennec Shand uh, and that she's hunting Omega. Now, while they're in the city, Echo and Omega witness the citizens of Pantora celebrate the end of the war and the overtaking of the planet. Hunter bargains with a grand trader uh, who is tricked to, to believe that Echo is a real droid. While trading Echo for about 3,000 credits, which I think is a steal, uh, Omega is distracted and follows a crate of buggles uh, and gets lost where she's found by Fennec Shand, who offers to help her find her friends as she brings her further into the city. While walking, Fennec Shand shows Omega the benefit of stealing, saying it's okay to break rules sometimes. Once discovered by Hunter, Fennec immediately attacks Hunter and runs after Omega. Hunter informs the rest of Clone Force 99. Echo has a droid like liberation moment and frees the enslaved droids to aid Tech in the repair of the ship. Uh, and then Wrecker gets wrecked by Fennec in the sewers. After about a 10 minute long chase scene, uh, which was really great. Hunter manages to save Omega and close Clone Force 99 hastily uh, and they make Sorry, they hastily make their escape off planet. Fennec Shand pays the garage owner and lets him know uh, if if the if they if he sees them again, let her know. Uh, and she informs someone that the target got away, saying, "But I'll find her." As she looks up to the stars. So, guys, what did you think of this introduction or reintroduction to Fennec Shand, uh, the chase scene, and Echo's droid liberation, Darcy? We'll start with you and your notes. Well, first off, I don't know if I'd call it liberation per se. I, I think of more uh, <laughs> kidnapping. Uh, it seems like yeah, that, that one protocol droid did not want to go with him. <laughs> uh, sure. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a really neat way of uh, him going into hiding, having all these clones around. Of course, their faces are pretty recognizable. But I, I mean, mm-hmm. if people think he's a droid, which they've already said he's more machine than man now. It's, it's, with his a, hand, yeah. It's a neat way of uh, passing him off or giving him some, some you know, open canof- camouflage type thing. Uh, other than that, I really liked how Fennec, uh, Fennec came back. I mean, we got to, I guess this is, this is almost like her rise to the bounty hunter we see in Mandalorian. Because, uh, again, 20 years have passed in between the two appearances. So mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was I thought it was a really good reintroduction. Like I said, we she's clearly working for someone. We don't know who. But yes, uh, that's that's that the, the big question. question. That's the yeah. big question. Like, how are you not saying. intrigued by that, mate? Like, I, I mean, I'm intrigued by it. We'll get to it. Don't worry. We've got a whole section dedicated to literally just that question. Um, <laughs> but I mean, again, we're not. We don't have much to say because not much happened. Well, Justin, I, okay, what did, listen, like I, I agree with you. Not much happened, but I think that this is a seed planting episode for the fact that. Fennec is going to be in this series for a little bit longer. Like we're, we're not done seeing her. And I, I, you know, going back to your note of like an introduction to this character, well, that's just exactly what it was. It was just an introduction to this character in this story. We're already 
we already know who she is and, and who she's going to be. Uh, the interesting part now for me is like, what part does she play in this story? Like, again, who, who hired her? You know, you know, is she going to inevitably see Rex? Maybe that's why she's so connected with Boba. Right. Because she recognizes that Boba comes from a descendant of clones and, you know, she herself has a relationship or had a relationship with a clone. Like, I don't know. That's digging deep. Just but I'm couldn't just... wait. Just couldn't <laughs> yeah, wait just... for the end of the episode, Justin. <laughs> but I get it. No, I get it. I understand why you want to talk about that, because literally the last five seconds of this episode is what we want to talk about, and, it, well, it, and yeah. that's that's not a good episode. Okay, but so hold we'll on. Get to our so rating in a moment. Let me let me let me get let me get to the, like one thing. The action in this this episode was well choreographed. I thought it was yes. well paced, and I I'll and agree. I think it was very fitting to the characters that were in that action. I also liked how in certain moments with each of the Bad Batch, we got to see a little bit more of their personalities, just a little bit, just just a little little bit, like with Echo and the droids, uh, you know, with with Wrecker. I don't know. They're they're doing a really nice job of just at least kind of giving us more depth to these characters rather than just them, them all being clones. So I, I enjoyed it, man. I, I think it was I think it was good for a filler episode. It, it at least was satisfying in the sense that like if we look at episode two, which didn't really do much other than introduce us to the chain codes, which I know you, you, you're a big fan of. But like I think this is just interesting to see how you know Fennec Shan's going to play into this whole story. I thought the episode was uh, really cool, too, and the fact that it, it kind of reminds you, again, that Omega is a kid. She doesn't know what to do in some of these situations and will sometimes, you know, let her her excitement of the thing take her away from the mission, per se. So I think that was, it's you know, it's important to have those episodes to remind you that she, while she is a clone, it seems like she's had little to no combat training like the regular clone batches have. So it's, uh, again, really unique to see like a, a clone child growing up, kind of like, boba would have i guess but this is you know a new girl if you will so it's uh i thought that was really cool and again like the like justin mentioned the wreckers moment it really shows that like they all do worry or care for her greatly even though it's only been a short time of them being together so like those those bonds are only getting stronger as this series goes on so like i again a filler episode but i i like what they did with this filler episode like they did a lot of building that was necessary well, I listen, I want to just I'll quickly say what I liked then. How about that? OK, okay fine. Um, first off, Ida Floor. I hope that that is actually a reference to Florida and that there's some connection to Batu or Galaxy's Edge in this series. Like imagine seeing a Batu in animated form. I think we're going to get that. Uh, maybe not in this series, but at some point um, I did enjoy Fennec Shan's character. I thought um, they handled her really well. I thought with the kind of her coming in almost like a spider luring Omega away and, and kind of showing that sort of friendship side. Um, I just thought it was really good because we know that she's not inherently just a bad character, right? Just from yeah. what we've seen in mm-hmm. The Mandalorian. And so I think that's that's going to be kind of we cool. We get to that see even that... more so when she saves Omega. Right? Yeah. Like that right. moment where she saves Omega is just a reminder that she's not entirely bad. No, she's she's like a benevolent bounty hunter. Exactly. Not, not in it just for the money. She does somewhat care. Yeah. Despite shooting people off speeder bikes and you know traffic, whatever. <laughs> well, aside. she literally <laughs> she. I mean, she shot a cop and like murdered two of them. No, that was yeah. great. That was awesome. <laughs> That's, that was fantastic. I loved it. Um, it was a cool moment. Um, yeah, with the chase scene, like I did get a ton of vibes of the Sam uh, Sam Wessel 
uh, Attack of the Clones chase scene, another very sort of extra long chase scene from that movie. Um, even the sounds, like the high pitched, like screaming notes that accompany Fennec Shan, sounded a lot like some of the ships from that movie, um, which I thought was like a really cool sort of. Because I, I remember talking, uh, Justin, when we were talking about Fennec Shand originally, and I mentioned how she does look very Zam Wessel-esque. And I've, yeah. I've got a theory about that. I think we're all, we all kind of have a similar theory, um, which we'll get to in our predictions. We will actually be patient, Justin, um, and Shut talk up. about that then. Um, <laughs> I already know. But I also, she, she was probably also... <laughs> trained by her. That's why I think. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> also, with some callbacks to, uh, to I think, Empire. Um, we yeah. got a very blonde-looking Omega uh, hanging off of the, <laughs> the edge there, very Luke, uh, City, yeah. Luke-esque. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to shout out with this episode that I really liked um, was I want to give a shout out to Clink, uh, the dumb LE series droid with the flailing gasket <laughs> arms and legs that looks like the robot from Lost in Space. And I think I like him just as much as that tall R2 series droid that stood up in the Mandalorian. Like, both of these droids, I'm like, I need these in my life. Like, can we get them at Galaxy's Edge? I want to buy them, please. Um, But yeah, that is what I liked from the episode. Not too much. Um, Again, a lot of the visual and audio stuff really, really hit for me. But that's about it. Well, going on the droids really quickly, I wanted to say I I enjoyed the the female adaptation of C-3PO. Clearly, <laughs> clearly a, a female version of, of 3PO. Uh, so literal. Yeah, so literal. Uh, like she was literally a mom. It was a mom yeah. droid, right? So Voiced by uh, Gray Griffin, uh, yeah. who has been in some DC stuff, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it was cool to, you know, they, they, they definitely included some Easter eggs. Like my reference of Godel, which you did yeah. get. Is it Godel? <laughs> it's Godel, right? Yeah. I don't yeah, know British. if that's... It's, I mean, it's something almost too on the nose for yeah. me. Like, hey, watch out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that was great. I, I loved seeing, because he's from Rebels. I'm pretty sure we've seen him in Rebels and mm-hmm. maybe Clone Wars, but I think Rebels. And then another uh, Star Wars alum, SNL alum, Bobby Moynihan, yeah. uh, was, uh, he was the, the, the traitor. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, all really cool stuff. But like, when that's what we're talking about that we enjoyed, it's like... I don't know, man. Well, we're not talking. We're talking about the actual episode as well as that we enjoyed. <laughs> mm-hmm. You clearly like are, are are pulling at teeth here, trying to you find know. something. Okay, well that's fine. That's totally fine. It's it's not everyone's cup of tea. Number number two was not my cup of tea. This is far more yeah. my cup of tea than mm-hmm. than than that episode. And and just the fact that it it it's leading more like again, it just plants more for what her role is going to be in this story. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, okay. Well, I know we want to all talk about yeah, that. Let's so get to let's it. keep God going before, before we get, before we get to the before we get to your batches thoughts. Um, I think we should just quickly give our our, our rating for the episode. Um, nice, really quick episode tonight. Uh, much like the episode we watched, Darcy. Uh, if you wanted to go ahead and give your final rating, my grand. Well, like I said, I'm I'm on the lake side of the boat here uh, for this episode. <laughs> uh, also, more than episode two. Again, I felt like there was it was just. A more enjoyable filler. There is more to it that mm. I, I I found endearing and enjoyable about it, mm-hmm. and especially that big the the drop at the end really makes me feel like this is a very slow burn series. We're going to get all these pieces coming together at some point later on, and I sixteen think episodes, be a, man. Yeah, like we got a long time. Like just we got to be patient, and stuff will happen. This is all yes. just a slow burn. Yeah. Uh, in regards to that, though, I think well I'm said, joints. Like, you know, well said. Thank, thank, <laughs> thank you. Ed. Uh, 
Yeah, I'll probably give it a 3.8. We'll say 3.8 out of uh, a 5. Wait, what were we rating it? You didn't mention what we were rating Oh, it. my apologies. I was distracted by the buggles over here. Um, <laughs> we're going to be rating it on a scale of 1 to 5 distracting buggles. Okay. Well, then at 3.8 distracting buggles out of 5 for me. There you go. There you go. Bark, bark. Uh, Justin, uh, edits. Let's, uh, let's hear from you, my friend. Yeah, I'd give this one a, a 3.9 uh, distracted buggles out of 5. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think there, this, to Darcy's point, this was filler, but at least gave you something to chew on. Um, and I think that there was, there was some really nice sprinkled moments of comedy in it. Like the, the whole, as you described it, droid liberation that Echo leads him into and, and the mom C3PO scene was, was really funny. Like I, I actually laughed out loud when he was like, Hey, so I thought that was, that was, uh, interesting. The action was great, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a 3.9. I think I think that this this was a better filler, better example of what a filler episode could be than what we've already had in, in other episodes thus far, of course. All right, all right, hugs. All right, let's hear you tear this thing down, giving it like yeah. a solid like 2.3. <laughs> uh, you're not you're not far off. As I mentioned uh, at the top, this was the weakest episode for me so far. I. Nothing really happened in this episode other than the reintroduction of Fennec Shan. And well, again, that chase scene was really cool. It it wasn't really anything new from Star Wars. In a, in a lot of ways, this episode felt like recycled Star Wars. Um, the chase scene or even seeing the droids liberated uh, a la L3 from Solo. Um, I feel like we could have just gotten a little bit more from Fennec Shan this episode and it could have actually mattered. Um, but instead, this entire episode was absolutely filler. Cool action. Not much substance in regards to carrying the plot forward or even character growth. Um, I mean, at least with episode two, you guys are, are ragging on episode two. At least with that one, uh, which we scored on a lower skill as well, um, at least there was character development. And we talked a lot about that. Um, if, if this episode had started, I think, with the chase scene and then maybe the last 10 minutes of the episode actually gave us some substance in terms of what we're probably going to see next with Fennec Shand, um, you know, I think it would have been worth watching. Otherwise... If you're if you're gonna watch this episode and you you don't have, you don't have time, just skip ten minutes of the episode, watch it for ten minutes, uh, and then you're done. Uh, I'm gonna give this episode two point five out of five distracting buggles, uh, and only because it's still Star Wars action, and I like Star Wars action. So okay, that's uh, that's that. Okay, very well said. But I gotta call out a couple things here. Okay, you 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 say recycled Star Wars. Is that not what Star Wars is? Is yeah. embracing its best moments and 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 kind of reliving them in new capacities. Like I I think that's what was refreshing about this chase is it felt very like very much like the Coruscant chase. Remember when I I spoke with you offline, Nate? I even said I I think this is the episode when they're in Coruscant or in the you know you said oh the, probably the the underground part of of Coruscant. We we thought that that was it based on the visuals that we have already seen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? To know that this was another city and, and stuff like that, that's cool. But to your point, it still had that vibe. I feel like that is what Star Wars is. And you've called out things of being like, oh, that callback to this and that. That I'm so surprised that this chase scene has, seems to have, have rattled you so much. I'm just, just saying, like man, it. it's just it's not that I don't like it. I just it, it, it didn't do there, anything for you. I it get didn't it. do yeah. anything yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's we've we've seen it so many times before. And I get that. I get that Star Wars. Again, we go back and forth on whether we like uh, callbacks or whether we like um, you know those those moments. But uh, honestly, it just there just wasn't enough new 
for me, right? Like, I love the callbacks, but give me the callbacks and give me something new moving forward. I don't know. This is, I feel like this is all reliving, like, episode. What what episode was it when, when we first met Fanic Shan? And she was with that bounty hunter on Tatooine in Mandalorian. Remember, you mm-hmm. you were like arm deep in saying that there was too much fan service. And Kevin and I were just like, what? <laughs> like, it's just the same sort of situation. I also find it funny that you're saying that you that you don't need another reintroduction of a character like Fennec Shan. It's like we, we liked that the whole 70 minute episode that was the and beginning of the really series. And is this a reintroduction? Yeah, this is, yeah. This is the, this is before. This is a different Fennec Shan. We haven't. This is before she met Boba or saved Boba. Whatever it is, this is uh, down the line. Like we we haven't seen her get to that point yet. So like, I don't and know I think why the you're point so of like, this ah, episode, whatever. But I also think though the point of this episode with her is not necessarily introduce her, but to introduce the idea again that she's involved in the bigger story. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really interesting. So you know what I mean? Like I think that's how her her you know quote unquote introduction is really going to be dealt with is her involvement in this story and what her her connectivity is to this whole situation right she might just be a bounty hunter for hire but who knows maybe this is the events that kind of change a perspective of her who knows so i think that the 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 to to joints is well dubbed slow burn of this series because we have 16 episodes and we're already at four and nate's already upset that's the worst episode. I'm just saying, that he's seen no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The majority of this episode felt like a waste of money on on Luke, on Star Wars film. Like I part, feel like there could be like, a whole <laughs> season worth of Clone Wars episodes that were a waste of money, in my opinion. If you're calling this Bravo, a waste of money, thank then, you, like, for sure. thank you. I'm just absolutely. Gonna, That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> and so that doesn't make them better. <laughs> like no, it's no, but like I'm just saying. If you can honestly tell me that this whole episode is anything more than that chase scene and the last like two minutes of the episode. Then, then great, good on you. And I'm glad you enjoyed it at a 3.8. But for me, it was just lower than that. So that's mm. that's what I'm saying. All right, I'm all sorry right, to disappoint right. you guys. All I'm right, still that. a Star Wars fan. I'm still excited for no, the next episode, and especially based off of what's gonna happen. Batches. So, guys, at the end of each episode, we like to speculate on what we think is gonna happen next in the series. And I feel like we all have a very similar answer. Um, so I want to know, Darcy, what's gonna happen, Batch? Well. Clearly, uh, Fennec Shand is, like we said, a bigger part of this whole thing. I think it's interesting seeing her appear in uh, another clone-heavy, you know, show with the cloning uh, thing going on with Grogu and the Mandalorian. It almost leads mm, to question, yeah. like, how long has she been involved in the cloning aspect? Is she working for Kamino? Like, that's kind of the ga- uh, vibe I'm getting, is yeah. Yeah. seeing her appear later on or in a later series still relating to a clone-related, you know, bounty it's kind of sure. curious like why why would she be on those two bounties unless she'd worked with Camino before like maybe this is her first job for the Camino uh Kaminoans. but i think in the i think in the mandalorian though just just uh, i think it was more about the guild right the guild was mm. was out for mando rather than just just the kid as well like they were out for both of them but like i, I get what you're saying her involvement in both stories that have some sort of interweaving but it, you're right i i think that that was my question. I wonder if 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 Camino hired her. Do you know what I mean? Like if the Camino, mm-hmm. you know, that that to me I, seems like something that that could be plausible. Yes, they've worked with bounty hunters in the past, but to say they don't keep up to date with bounty hunters in the system or in t- contact with bounty hunters, like sure. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a, a slightly different theory, but it's it's similar. Okay. Um. Do you, do you batch his mind? No. Go ahead. Batch on. Take it away, batch. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad we're friends again. Uh, listen, I think it's got to be, I think it's got to be Boba Fett and that, like, 
I think she was working with Django Fett, but since, like, as she was younger, but I think since he died, she's now working with a younger Boba, uh, and she might be sort of loyal to his bloodline, and um, Boba, at the end of the, the Clone Wars, uh, started a gang called Crate's Claw, uh, like the Crate Dragon, um, so I'm wondering if maybe that sort of retcons her connection to Boba Fett in The Mandalorian, and it really helps to sort of sell why she's working with him in in that and in the book of Boba Fett. And I think I think in terms of the Camino aspect, I think you're still right. I think maybe Camino hired Boba and Boba hired Fennec. Um, just because again, they would have that connection to Django. That's true. Um, which that's a good, could that's work. A good, that's a really good one. I hope that's mm-hmm. how that plant pans out. That would be far more interesting. And to your point, it, it helps set up the relevancy of their relationship already because you know i think in man in the mandalorian they they kind of established at least i felt that the reason why fennec was uh working with boba is because he saved her life uh yeah. he, he 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 saved her with with machine parts to to keep her alive so it was more of like a debt that she owed to him um but i enjoy the idea that maybe there is some sort of connection here and that that deepens that connection um, it's really interesting. It's really, really, I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah. The only other thing I was wondering is cause you know, you guys got me thinking after last episode that like, you know, we always think like, I, do you guys think of this whole notion of Snoke as a clone or a gene splice? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed that Snoke's a clone. No, or depending on is it a direct clone or is it a result of cloning something with something else? Like That's right. Two mm. things so, yeah. together. Okay. So gene splicing, right? I'm yeah. wondering if our Bad Batch aren't, to Darcy's point, gene spliced with maybe someone who was force sensitive. And the result of that experimentation then led to something like Omega, which is who we have. Question is: and Is then, who would that Jedi be? Would it not be cool if it was Obi Wan? Darcy pointed out the fact that it's very obvious that each of the Bad Batch have traits of a Jedi, which means that they don't make a full Jedi. Like, the, not one of them is a Jedi, but they make a full Jedi with their skill set. And I think that that's that's really interesting. You can't necessarily clone a Jedi to be force sensitive, but you might be able to gene splice them so that the people have some of the the inherent Elements traits a that Jedi. a Jedi yeah. has yeah. to then engineer be cool. better and smaller sort of things. What if Omega was like this sort of like next step after the Bad Batch, right? To do that. And that's what we have here. So she might not even necessarily be a Jedi, but might lead into this idea of being somewhat force sensitive, like in a different capacity, almost like a, a Poe. Like Poe gave off a very strong sense that he had traits of a Jedi, but he, obviously that never was the case. He's just a really great pilot. But because we've seen that so much and he was, you know, in the comics, I think they, they talked about how he was raised by force sensitive trees. One and, of the and, two and force sensitive trees that Luke saved, he gave to Poe's parents. And then yes. they had that in his back, their backyard as Poe was growing up playing around it. So right. that's so what they, the, they explained away his pilot skills. Yeah. So like, you know, just broadening this idea, stretching out the idea of what it, what it means Sorry. to be a Jedi, you know, to be force sensitive. I, I don't know. That was long winded, but I, I think it's, I think there's some interest there. So that's, that's just something I wanted to. I, yeah, it'd be cool to see if Omega eventually leads to Snoke at some point, if there is that connection, like that she is a Palpatine clone or one of Palpatine's many plans. That'd be neat if that's the direction that they take her. Uh, but again, it's, it's so, like, there's so many things that they're leading towards with this series. It's hard to say uh, what really is going to happen. So. And do they need to all intertwine? 
No, that's the thing. Right? Like, I don't think that that's a gratifying thread for me. But to find out that maybe there were, there was an experimentation and through that experimentation, it led to something like Snoke. That's interesting. Like, she's the beginning of something that they were trying to perfect. And maybe they got something wonky like Snoke. <laughs> so... <laughs> It would definitely be uh, intriguing because I think I think Filoni is he's kind of already proven his hand as the kind of guy that uh, goes in and fixes a lot of the things that fans didn't like about certain trilogies. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could definitely see him sort of stepping in and tying all this stuff together so that people, you know, people will watch the sequel trilogy and then the diehard fans like us will be like, oh, no, no, you have to watch like The Bad Batch and Mandalorian because honestly, honestly, it fixes a lot. It fixes a lot. So <laughs> yeah, I can totally I see like that going, being the so, case. But, but we talked about this as well. Like, I don't know if, if going so far back to where we are right now to help explain the arrival of Snoke makes sense because to Darcy's point, like the emperor is at his highest of power. He has his newest apprentice. He's building the Death Star. You know, I get the idea of having a contingencies plan, but there's nothing really right now that's threatening him that would make him need to have a contingency plan until the Death Star blows up and he might see a little bit of his ability to sure. control a situation. But I mean, it, it, you know, who's to say that, you know, maybe not this series, but these extended series aren't going to go all the way through. Oh, I agree. Uh, that I agree. era of Star yeah, Wars, right? I, so, I agree. I yeah. totally agree. I think I think there's there's potential with future series to touch on those sort of things. But again, I don't know if I need to see that so much, like a connection to Snoke in this series, as much as I want to mm-hmm. see like just the evolution of cloning and what that means. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that's far yeah. more interesting. Hmm. Well. We never know. Just like with uh, with the Marvel series, again, we think that we've got it all figured out based on what they've released and announced. Um, but we we uh, we yeah, don't. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Grogu's going to be in this episode, in this series, not in this episode. Obviously not. Um, all right, guys. Well, listen. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Watch Club. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. If you haven't already, uh, and if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or predictions on the shows we cover in Watch Club, uh, well, you don't have to remove your restraining bolts just to contact us instead you can just email us um oh uh, wait a minute uh justin my comms seem to be scrambled uh can you let our listeners know how to reach us i was trying to think of a voice to do this in so i'm just gonna do it straight uh you can reach us at we are geekcentric at gmail.com that's we we are geekcentric at oh. gmail.com yeah i think right. my comms are scrambled now. <laughs> oh no <laughs> i've been hanging out All with right. joints too much too much too much hanging out with, been, yeah, put this absolutely. on me no putting this on me <laughs> well keep in mind we have our standard episodes of the geek centric podcast uh with our latest episode out now where kevin tests our ability to identify the opening fanfare of some of the most iconic movie studios that was so a go game. give that it was it was tough go give that one a listen uh justin darcy thank you so much for joining me for this watch club and as we say good, good soldiers, soldiers follow orders, orders.